So it's been about two years now since the rom-com gents got together and started this little podcast. We had been planning on making it happen quite some time before the pandemic started, which was two years ago. But we decided that it was it was really serious time to start releasing our episodes when the pandemic kind of got going in full force. And two years later, the world is still kind of upside down and kind of crazy. And we just have always hoped that this show has been something that could be helpful for your day to help you remember that love is still here and romance is still here and you have friends who are looking out for you and hope that you have something to brighten your day in the midst of chaos and strangeness and stress and some parts of life is getting better and other parts aren't but uh, for everything else we're we're hopeful that the rom-coms that we've been watching and reviewing, whether they're good, whether they're bad, they've been something. We hope that they have brought love. That's all you really want. That's all you really need. Some love. Some famous people said that. I think that was a monkey's song. Anyways, two years of rom-coms. It's the second annual rom-com Oscars. And we just wanted to say from the bottom of our big, big hearts, thank you. We love you so much. And we really mean that. And we just hope that more love can... Can you guys hear my cats? I think the cats want to be in on this. Anyways, we love you. We love you. We love you. Shut Alma. Stop. We love you. Tell me something happy before we start the episode. I'm doing the thing that I want to be doing. It's finally happened. I love my job. He loves his job. Tell me something happy about the world. I already know this. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> Tell me. Do um, it, coward. <clears throat> about the world? I don't yeah. know. What, um, Tell me. There are more cats in Istanbul than there are in the entire state of Arkansas. I don't think I can prove this fact. That's a fun fact, though. Thank you. I mean, it's... It, That's entirely it might, possible. It could Istanbul, be true. Hold on. How many people live in Istanbul? Istanbul not, population. N- wait, you you didn't put Constantinople, right? No. Okay. No. I, I would have a while ago, but not now. Not Constantinople. Um, there are 15 million people that live in Istanbul. Okay. And so, judging by that, how, what's the population of Arkansas? Probably like 12. Kansas. That's how you spell it. Arkansas. Arkansas. It's 3 million people. So, if there's probably if there's an more equal, cats. There's, if there's an equal cat to human ratio, then there is approximately five times as many cats in Istanbul than there is in Arkansas. The people of Istanbul are, Istanbul? Istanbul are 15 times more blessed because of the kitten fever. Wait. Okay, so you get kitten fever. So, so I said five times as many cats. So you're saying that with each, it's like exponential, yeah. where with each you get an extra, like you get additional. a double multiplier. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You know when you're like <laughs> when you you know when you're playing Guitar Hero. I do. And then you get like so many notes in a row that it's like okay, now you're doubling score. Now you're tripling your score. Now you're quadrupling your score. That's how it is with cats. You just keep adding cats, and you're like quadrupling your happiness. It's like warp drive in Star Trek. The faster you go, the faster you're going. Absolutely. Engage. Uh, welcome everybody to this very righteous episode of A Gentleman's Guide to, to Rom-Coms. Rom-coms. 
Wish we had more to sing in the song, but you can't do any more with it. Rom-coms. Rom-coms. I'm Kelly Song. With me, as always, is my co-host. Ryan Song. No, Ryan Graves. Damn it! (laughs) You didn't do that on purpose. Well, I was just thinking that since you guys are the songs, you have no choice but to be musical. You know... To be honest, but yeah, that's true. Well, we did it because, I mean, cart, cart horse, you know, but the, when I'm telling people my name online, I thought it'd be really easy song, Uh huh. but a lot of people are like, can you spell that? I'm like, like song, like, I'm like, like the music and they're like, son. Yeah. A lot of people think I say son. So I really have to go song. Song. Just say song like... Song. You can't say song like the song. You have to be like song like I sang you a song. Yeah, I'll, I'll do that or I'll say song. <laughs> uh, and then they'll be like... Is that with a U? <laughs> Anyways, what are we doing here today? Today is the second annual rom-com Oscar. No, 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 no. There's no sleeping babies in here. Do that one more time. Give it with some gusto. Well, I thought this was a classy event. No. Okay. It's a belligerent event. Everyone's drunk. I got (laughs) wine. Is that the difference between our Oscars and the normal ones? Yeah. Okay. (laughs) There's wine involved. Uh, Go! uh, uh. (laughs) It's the second annual... (laughs) <laughs> do it! Do it! Do it! Rom-com Oscars! <laughs> You're so raspy. My, my throat is so thrashed. I like. I basically only talk to people at my job now. Oh, God. man. <laughs> I remember my last job when I was doing I'm sales, dying. and all I did was talk all day, and then we get home, and Sarah's like, how was your day? And I'm like, no. <laughs> no, I will not. I will not discuss anything <laughs> with you. Go to bed. So we're celebrating the past year. We celebrated 50... 51. rom-coms. Well, I think we... Did we skip a week? I think we miraculously never skipped a week, even though we had a baby. We have have never skipped a week because... We're committed to you. I think even though... So I don't know. Do we count the Sarah episode where it's just you Yes, we count the Sarah episode. I think so. This is technically episode. She doesn't listen to the show, but she would be offended. This is technically episode one hundred and three. It's not one hundred and four. Oh. So maybe we should do another movie than the rom com Oscars next uh, week. Farfit Newton. Well, I mean, if, if you if you want to count it, that's fine. But so how about how about this? It's one hundred and four for you and one hundred and three for me, and we're just gonna have to keep track of that throughout the years. <sighs> good, good. I thought so. Um, Ryan, what's the first category today of uh, of of the rom-com Oscars. We are doing the most formulaic. Oh, a really <laughs> exciting one to start off with. What what makes something formulaic? There's something, I think it's tradition kind of defines formula of like, once you have one, it's not formulaic, it's novel. Once you have two, it's, it's still fresh, but you know, you're not quite feeling it. But once you get three, four, seven, eight, how many episodes are we into? A couple hundred now? 103, then, probably. <laughs> then you get into the formulaic of your really classic formula. You need boy meets girl, boy falls for girl, they break up, they make up, there's your rom-com. That's mm-hmm. that's the most zoomed out formula. But then you get more zoomed in and it gets more paint by numbers. But sometimes we like the paint by numbers. Sometimes we like 
we like drawing inside the predefined lines. We're the ones with the crayons. They're the one with the Elmo outline. And (laughs) I want to watch that now. Um, I want, if I watch a formulaic movie though, there's, and, and I'm going to enjoy myself. Generally speaking, it's going to stick with a formula, but give me something new. It's going to yeah. say, all right, I've, I've set everything up to for you to expect it to be just this way, but let me open door number three, and there's a, there's a polar bear on this island. You know what you're in for, and you want to enjoy it, and that's why you're going, <clears throat> and you're not expecting something that's like groundbreaking. You're just hoping that it, it's fresh. Mm. It's it's just something like oh I knew I knew it was gonna have a happy ending and I knew they were gonna end up together but I wasn't sure how I didn't I wasn't sure what was gonna happen to make it happen but I I was never that much in doubt like when you start the proposal you know how the proposal is gonna end first thirty seconds into it you're like it's gonna end with them being together well it's it's like. James Bond. Okay. You know, James Bond's not going to die in James Bond because there has to be a billion more James Bond movies. Right. However, what's interesting is seeing how he doesn't die. Exactly. Yeah. So it's kind of like when I go to, if someone takes me to a burger place and I've never been there and they're like, you haven't been to this like local burger place. I'm like, no, what's the big deal? Do they have burgers? (laughs) It's like, Okay, I'll get a burger, and I guess, does it come with fries? Does it come with fries? Of course it comes with fries. And just like all the things, it's like, it's expected. It's like, oh my God, I didn't know you could put that on fries. Okay, do you, like, what if it comes with a Happy Meal, though? Like like a toy? Then it's like, oh, twist. (laughs) This meal is a hundo. (laughs) Molto bene. But if you go to McDonald's, you know what you're getting. If you go to classy burger right, place. <laughs> right. What if you went to the 17, wherever you go in Portland to get a $17 burger and they're like, also He-Man figurine. Oh, worth it. That's, that's worth the that unexpected. $17. But that's, see, we're not saying best formula. We're saying most, most formula. See, that would make it best formula. And I'm saying, no, this has got the unexpected, not an unexpected cheese, but really good the cheese. The really expected cheese. The, the, the sauce that was oh so tasty, but such a good burger, and it knows what it is. So, so why don't you go ahead and go with yours first? Well, what did I go with? Well, okay, hold on. Do, let, uh, we can just list some of the ones that were really formulaic and then say, because Ryan and I are giving our own Oscars to these. There's a couple we overlap on, but. All right. Mine, I spoiled myself. <laughs> it's the proposal. <laughs> I, I picked the proposal as the winner. I what? used it as reference. Oh, okay. Yes. Um, the proposal, yes. It is It is formulaic because... But I, I think, I think it's it good. feels formulaic, but it's really not boy meets girl, boy falls in love with girl, happy ending... It's it's not it's not the formula, but it, no, it's, it's following a formula. Yeah, you're right. It's um, odd couple ends up together, have to hate each other at first, mm-hmm. then realize that they like each other. Yeah, and it, and it also it takes place in like a a setting that is rife with drama because it's family and there's right? weddings, there's, and there's weddings, crushes, there's and Betty secrets. Whites, there's Betty Whites. I think and anything that has Sandra Bullock in it automatically has like a piece of the formula. Yeah, if it's past 1990. Yeah, ish. But again, oh, so delicious, okay. so tasty. So I kind of went the other direction for this. Um, I did falling in love mm-hmm. because while it's it it sticks to the tropes of the genre, which is, 
you know, person goes to place that they are not familiar with. Right. There are a bunch of people there that they have to get to know. Just like the proposal it's kind so of, far. That it's one the feels, same elements. Yeah, that one feels much more Mad Libs with the way the script is written, mm-hmm. where it's just kind of like they get to a point and they're like, what happens next? And they like consult their Mad Libs and it's like, what's a noun? <laughs> like throw a noun <laughs> and it's like, oh, and then they go to a pond. <laughs> and then- uh, she she goes to the house, but in this house is an angry Bee. noun goat, <laughs> donkey, goat, goat, goat. goat. Um, and it's but like you could you could plug and play this plot into a million Hallmark Netflix movies, but it cribs a lot from like our really good ones, like the proposal too, because it's these two people who don't necessarily get along at first in a place where one of them has never been, and one of them has some drama. One of them like doesn't want to do something, but they'll they'll figure out how to do it together. But they'll get in a fight, yeah. but then they'll end up together. And it's like he he has a backstory that could be one of thirteen backstories that will still fit in this. It's kind of like choose your own adventure. It's like sure you could go with that ending or that ending or that ending. It doesn't really matter. We've set up anything. We could do whatever we want with this. We could do whatever we, we want. could do whatever we want. I think. Um, do you have any honorable mentions? Um, um, I mean the kissing booth feels formulaic if just generic i think it feels yeah a little bit more generic because it there's something about the best friend or maybe cliche is a better way to describe it yeah because i i really don't mind the plot necessarily but it i think it tries to take twists and turns that it's just not quite ready for <laughs> yeah um I think a Cariel was for Christmas. Uh, I'm sorry, a castle for Christmas <laughs> is maybe one of the most formulaic we have as well. Totally, yeah, it's it's very up there. I I was almost tempted to call something like Palm Springs formulaic. What? Because it's going off of a predetermined formula oh, that was you're... invented by Groundhog's Day. Sure, but I think it does far. Like it twists it far enough, right? But like, you must ask the question: Would this movie exist if Groundhog Day didn't get there? No, but also, like, would Saving Private Ryan exist if, uh, in in the way it does, if Titanic didn't exist? What? Well, <laughs> what I'm, what I, what I, I have this thought that Titanic, being as epic as it was, started off a whole slew of epic films where it's like we're gonna. Use- I'm sorry, you think 1997 was the first time we had an epic movie? No. As if we've never seen an epic movie before then. No, 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 not at all. I think it started off the big budget period epics from about 1997 to 2000 now. <laughs> but I think before that, in the 90s especially, we just stopped doing that. Yeah, well, it's it just became we spend a lot of money on IPs now. Now it's just we spend money on Marvel movies. Well, sure. And it kind of started after Titanic. Or it's kind of in the midst of that. Like all the superhero movies were getting bigger and bigger and bigger. And then X-Men, Spider-Man, then it got huge. Right. But X-Men and Spider-Man kind of killed that tradition that was almost going. But what I guess what I'm saying is nobody had the balls to try to do a Groundhog's Day type movie straight off. Mm-hmm. Until this film. Uh, Russian Doll. There's lots of films like this. Yeah, but that, there's, that, like, there's that made it a rom-com it. about people getting better every single day. 
Uh, I don't know. I, like you can Google Groundhog Day plots, and you you would find several stories that are video games, books, movies that does the day over and over and over again. So I think they are all riffing on the original genius of Harold Ramis and Bill Murray there. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I'll make yeah, that. Sure. I'll make that argument. Yeah, yeah sure. Yeah. Okay. Well, um, so far. We've given one Oscar a piece. <laughs> Shall we move to the next category? Yes. What is it? Worst chemistry. Oh, no. Were you any good at chemistry in high school? No. Did you take chemistry in high school? I have to say, this was a cruel thing they did in chemistry. You have to have this, there's this major project at the end of the cl- at the end of the semester. And the teacher, like, you have to get with a bunch of, like, there's three of you to a group or four of you to a group. And you, it's lab like, partners. Yeah. And you, it's like 25% of your grade. It's huge. It's gigantic. And you put in all this work. And then the teacher's like, you, by the way, get to decide how much each person contributed to the project. And if you guys outvote someone and say they didn't contribute that much, then that's what I'll grade them on. And my group was like, yeah, Ryan didn't help that much at all. I'm like, what? <laughs> that doesn't surprise me at Are all. Are you serious? <laughs> I worked my ass off. And I thought that was so, so completely unfair. Why and did they vote against you? Did they just not like you? I don't know why, but I think it's a cruel thing that the teacher did that, where it's like, you're really making our other students judge each other and grade each other? <laughs> I think it's so funny right now. I'm so sorry. <laughs> It sucked. I almost failed out of junior year because of that shit. It sucked. I really hated it. Wait, failed I, out completely of junior year or just that class? I was not doing well that class, but I didn't do well in math either. And for my 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 schoolmates to not have my back, I thought that was really cruel on their part. Oh, well, hey, you know, it's it's time to get serious here. So I hate chemistry. Jump. Okay. I always thought chemistry would be It's a lot of math. Yeah. So it doesn't surprise me that you simultaneously fail both classes. Um, and I was I was good at math, but I just I didn't quite understand where the two met. Like there's a lot of like molar activity and stuff in chemistry. Uh. And I just I didn't get it, and I thought it would be a little bit more. Add this thing here, add this thing here, and make it go poof. And it wasn't. <laughs> not as not not as much Harry Potter in there. Pretty disappointing. I know. I thought, man, I'd be great at potions like in Harry <laughs> Potter. But it was nothing like it. I do like the Harry Potter books where it's like potions is always the hardest class. Yeah. And it's like, I can relate. <laughs> yeah. And it's it's only, I mean, maybe you had a Severus Snape. Maybe you would have done better had you not been such a fuck up. But also if you didn't have such a bad teacher. <laughs> you know what? Did you I talk to checked. these kids afterwards or did you just grumble on your way home? Well, it was a done deal. It was like, fine, I'm going to go home and play Halo and you guys can go fuck off. It's all right. I'm. I'm are you Are you going to be okay about it's this? It's okay. Okay, cool. I turned out okay. Can't do math to save my life, but. Can you do chemistry? No, I can't no, do okay, that either. Right. But, but you have chemistry with your wife. But you know, uh, you know what? I have read Harry Potter. So I'm halfway there. <laughs> so do we have any honorable mentions? Let's do those first. Let's, let's just look at our list. Uh, for chemistry? Yeah. Oh. Um, for worst chemistry. For worst chemistry and we're saying between the main protagonists we're not yeah. saying between the protagonist and the evil we're not bone. saying like between um nicole kidman and the duke no no yeah no. um i didn't really like the chemistry between carrie elwis and what's her name in a castle for christmas i i disagree it worked for me yeah. it didn't work great it just it it passed <laughs> oh mm. you know love wedding repeat 
Sam Claflin and her. What's her name? Her? Um, uh, Olivia uh, Munn. Yeah. I didn't like them. Okay. I thought they were fine. Again, I, uh, <laughs> I thought they were fine, but I'm not going to argue. On this right. One. You're not going to, you're not going to try and take it away from me. Yeah. I feel like everybody else had pretty good chemistry except the ones that we picked. There's, okay. Not Robin Williams and Nathan Lane, but Calista Flockhart and Robin Williams' son in the birdcage, they don't really have anything going on. They don't. And we need to be rooting for them, right? Right. And I think part of the problem is that they're not together until like over halfway through the movie. Yeah. Where, yeah, they're just like with their respective parents. Yeah. But what it should be is as soon as they come into the film, we're talking birdcage here in case nobody knows. Come on. Um as soon as they see each other, they should like go hide in a closet and yeah. start talking it over. But like the, the plot kind of demands that they stay there and like babysit their parents to make sure that this ruse goes off. Yeah. Uh, but you're right. There's not a lot of chemistry there, yeah. but I'll go first this time. Okay. I picked <gasps> Julie and Julia <laughs> and clarify which couple yeah, because I, the Tooch and Meryl fantastic chemistry might be one of the, best couples that we have. I this. think that's all the more reason that it shows the worst. It really like defines the, the really rotten core of this movie, which is uh, Amy Adams and Chris Messina, Chris Messina, who they just, they're unlikable <coughs> as a couple. They have like a couple nice moments, but they're so often when they're talking to each other where I'm just like, why are you guys in a relationship together? <laughs> Like you don't, you don't, there's nothing. I, when I see two people together, there has to be a little part of me that's like happy for them and jealous of how wonderful they have it together. Whether I'm single in a relationship doesn't matter. I'm happy with my wife, but if I'm just like, ah, you guys did that. My wife and I have never did that. I wish I want to do that with my wife because I want to have that inside joke with my wife Oh yeah, because it's just so good. Same. Like when me and Sarah are watching like Eastern European, like erotica films, like I want to do that. Oh wait, are we recording? (laughs) Um, and we'll be back after these messages. Yeah. So, uh, the, the Julia and Julia thing, the relationship with Amy Adams and Chris Messina feels like he was destined to be a Bellamy. He felt, he felt, I think we met, mentioned this last time. He I mean, felt like a Bellamy the whole time. That's kind of how I feel about um, Mr. Gruyere and Anne Hathaway in Devil Wears Prada. Ugh, he felt I'll destined to be a Bellamy. I will defend him. It's okay, Adam Gruyere. No, 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 but don't you feel like the movie was like almost like, I don't know if they're going to be together. It tiptoed the line where it's like, we need her to f- have this liberating segment in France and not hate her for it. But also we want to see them potentially get back together off screen. Maybe what happens in Paris stays in Paris. I get it. That's true. Um, it, it, it backfires cause we think Mr. Caterpillar eyebrows is gross anyways. Sure. Yeah, man. Go be a mentalist. Yeah. My wife also hates him. I think he's fine, but go ahead. <laughs> yeah. What's yours? Um, the kissing booth. Now, this is a story all about how, <laughs> sorry. Now, why, why the kissing booth? Because it's just weird. I mean, maybe not weird is the word, but it's Whoa, just kind of Mr. Mr. Puritan preacher coming in over here. No, it's just like, I kind of like cringe at the movie the whole time. It's wait, 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 because he's a senior and she's... no, no, not cringe not, because not of any wise. puritanical values, but okay. it's just kind of like, the opposite of it's kind of like when you see 
junior hires flirting around you and you're like stop like you, the boy so smells like axe the girl shouldn't be into this skater boy and you should say see you later boy but i just it's just like it's not that was a whole journey we just went on <laughs> wait so l- tell me is it the acting between like because it's it's basically this young girl starts um dating her best friend's older brother yeah and it's mostly just like oh my god i don't care <laughs> you know and it's just like teenage romance can be done super compelling like uh lane and dave Rogalski in gilmore girls i'm like i will die for this romance i uh-huh. cannot be taken away from whatever's happening is it here. Rogalski or Rogalski? i don't know i think it's Rogalski. i think it's because i've been i have to watch it with subtitles on so i think it's Rogalski. a-l-s-k-s-k-y um, but he hmm. the the romance in this in this movie i'm just kind of like uh, and again, it's not a gross, I'm not grossed out by it. I'm just sure. kind of like, totally you were just unexcited by it. Oh yeah. There were no boners. <laughs> no boners. <laughs> it didn't feel like an Eastern European <laughs> flick that you're used to. Right. And even as something as like kind of petty and mean girls with Aaron Samuels and Katie, sure. it's like, Caddy. you just think he's, yeah, excuse me, Caddy. It's like, you just think he's hot. Like, you know, whatever. It's, it's not as thoughtful as Lane and Dave or. But they still get to joke around a bit. Yeah. Yeah. And that, 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 even that I can get behind, but this, I'm just like, eh, okay. No, thanks. Yeah. I was kind of like, you know, middle of the road on them. Not super exciting, not, not exciting, but I get you. Yeah. I get where you're coming from. All right. What have we got next? So next we're doing best banter, not like something that you hold on to while you're walking up a stairwell. That's a banister. Oh, excuse me. <laughs> um, best banter. And that goes to us. So let's move on to the Thank next Thank you. One. Okay, well, Where we got an honorable this? mention. Let's say you had 10 Oscars. Okay, You've won I had 10, 10 Oscars. Oscars in your life, okay? You only really need to display one of them. Let's just say. Yeah. What are you going to do with the other nine? Oh. One goes in my bathroom. One goes in my closet. One goes in my bedroom. And one goes in my faucet. One goes up my butt. One goes down the... <laughs> I know you still have three left. Oh, man. <laughs> Where are they going? I don't know. I don't want to have this problem. I don't think I'll have this problem. Can I, just I, tell, want the you, can one. I tell you what I'd do? Sure. I would melt them down into a sword. You are evil. No, what, what are you talking about? The Academy made those for you. You would melt them down. This is what you I would, would do. You would go up to Elrond and you would say, hey... Thanks for the hammer. I'm going to melt it down and make my own sword from it. I don't care if it's elvish crafted. No, 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 whoa, 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 whoa. What are you, hold on. What, what are you even talking about right now? <laughs> You're saying that I would go up to Hugo Weaving. Yeah. He would have a hammer for me, but I'd say, I he don't want it. He made you the hammer, and you said, I'm going to take this hammer, I'm going to melt it down and make a sword. He's like, I made you a really Why nice hammer. Why would Elrond make me a hammer first? Because he makes it's swords. a gift to the dwarves. Because they have hammers. Someone's going to make a hammer. <laughs> then why don't the dwarves make it? They wanted something from the elves because they had done so much for them in the past. They weren't fighting anymore? No, they said, you know what? Give us a gift. Then we'll get over it. Okay. And so, that's what Elrond does. He's like, here's a beautiful hammer. So and you're this, just going to melt it down. You're going to go to the academy no, and say, no, I'm going to melt down your in, gift. No, in this scenario, I have had these. If I have had 10, I've had them for a long time. Right? I guess if you're- I've appreciated them enough. You're the Ian McKellen of and if whatever I, you do. If I have to involve, for some reason, Elrond in this, this mystical scenario, yeah. what I'm going to do is say, can you melt these down? Sure. And make a sword out of them? Because you're good at making swords. Sure. 
Well, not him. His his sons. No, what he makes him? Oh, I thought his sons did it. El uh, El Rohir and El Rahim Eladan Eladan. Did no. they make them? I don't think so. Maybe I mean, they I'm helped. sure. Look, I they bet, probably helped. I bet they're great at like they're apprentices, right? I bet they're good at it. <laughs> they're too. listening right now. They're, they're like, like a couple we thousand do years old. To make swords, sir, and scabbards and knives and things. <laughs> I love the people who are listening to this episode <laughs> for the first time, and they're like, "Wait, what? <laughs> who are these guys? Is this rom coms? So why are you making a sword out of your Oscars? Well, here's the thing. I like. Oscars are great, whatever, but they'll, they're like either they're just going to be held on to by people who, I don't know, like like they're, they're either going to go to your children or they're going to end up at a museum somewhere, right? Sure. And when I'm looking, like I've seen a couple Oscars in museums, and if I go and see, I'm like, oh, cool, there's Steven Spielberg's Oscar from, like, obviously you don't see, but let's say you see Steven Spielberg's Oscar for E.T. Mm-hmm. If there's also... 12 other ones around and you're like, oh, there's the Jurassic Park one. Oh, there's the color purple one. He didn't mm-hmm. win an Oscar for that one, but it's kind <laughs> He's of... He's like, damn, damn, <laughs> damn. It's kind of boring to just see a bunch of Oscars from one person. It's like, great, you got a lot of trophies. I'm more taking the um, guy from Family Stones approach where at a certain point, I wouldn't display all of those because it just seems braggy. However... If I melt down all of this metal and make a sword out of it and you go to a museum and you say, what's that sword? (laughs) And underneath is a plaque that says, these are the equivalent Oscars of nine different films for these movies that Kelly Song won and he melted down and made a sword out of it. Eventually, somebody is going to pull a heist and try to steal that sword from that museum just for the sake of having the only sword that's made up of Oscars. And I think that's great. And it's coming out next summer. It's called National Treasure 3. Anyways, go. <laughs> Wait, what's along. hidden on the back of my sword? <laughs> the world's greatest screenplay. <laughs> <laughs> but you can, that, that's why it's always facing outward. Yeah. I want to steal that I just gotta, sword. I just got to, well, I guess, I guess we did this. We did this heist, but I guess I can just take a photo of the back and then I'll have the information. No, you got to own the sword. <laughs> I can't let this fall into enemy hands. And you can only get it through winning by champion. You must defeat the holder of the sword. So they'd have to kill you to get this sword. I'm already dead at this point. If it's oh. in a museum, I'm already dead. Then Somebody's have, already killed me. They'll have to kill me then. Because <laughs> okay. if you're dead. That's fine. Are I'm you in my stead? Too. Wait. Then, then why would they have to kill you? Because they already have. That's why you're dead. They've gotten to you. <laughs> What's the honorable mention for this one? Um, best banter, um, the birdcage. Mm-hmm. I think Nathan Lane and Robin Williams are just, they're spit firing at each other 24 seven and mm-hmm. they have a real good dynamic where one's the rock and one's the, the flighty one. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, they, they just have like when they're trying to pretend to be John Wayne and stuff, like it's, it's great amazing. banter. <clears throat> well, uh, spoiler alert, the winner for this is we both picked the same winner. It's with Nell and I. Yeah. And we kind of, I think when we did that episode a couple of weeks ago, we're like, this movie has the best banter. And we showed you why. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's just a couple of, it's, it's all it's to just, do with the script and the actors. It's, it's great. a couple of guys being dudes. And it's funny because it's not the, it's not really a rom-com. Right. It's just our romantic <laughs> film. But we, we snuck it in there. Okay. Next one. 
most groundbreaking slash original. Mm. So <clears throat> I'm going to go with one that I've already talked your ears off of. It's Groundhog Day. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to, I'm, I will not elaborate. It's Groundhog Day. It's it Groundhog completely Day. original. So I pick Palm Springs. <laughs> I'm so, sticking to my argument. No, no, it's it's a it's a perfect argument. It's obviously the most original. But having watched Palm Springs and been just completely wowed mm-hmm. by the dynamic that comes from just adding a second person to this scenario, let alone a third, because J.K. Simmons, <laughs> it's like the first person is like, you know what? You can put two patties on a cheeseburger. You can what? Well, it, you're right. It shouldn't like in on the on the page. It it shouldn't feel more original. But right. when you're watching it, it it feels refreshing. Yeah, and I think that's a is a champion move. That I mean that they they they, they were able to pull this. I off. I think at this point it's more a genre. The Groundhog Day genre, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And I think this is just like the best example of that genre. And I also do think that the the couple that they create in that movie is definitely one of the more original chemistries that we've seen. Yeah. Where it's like, <laughs> like I've slept with you a million times. You found out about it after we like fell in love. Then we separated for aeons and came back together. It's like... It's like if you combine Groundhog Day and the movie, um, what's that movie with Hugh Jackman, uh, where he and the other lady are like meeting up. It's a, um, Wolverine. Nope. Close. Logan. Nope. Wolverine two. It's does not exist in the Marvel universe. <laughs> it's uh, it's the one where they like keep meeting, like they're different. They're, uh, where they're like, we can't keep eating like this. Cause it's they not keep meeting sunshine. At why, why do I think it's sunshine? It's Hugh Jackman and Rachel Vice. Yes. In that movie by Darren Aronofsky, The Fountain. The Fountain, not Sunshine, The Fountain. There's a shiny part <laughs> in that movie. That movie is weird. I've never seen it. It's, I want to. It's wackadoodle weird. Okay. But it's fun. Well, oh, oh, did you answer this one? Oh, you did. Okay. You did. You had an honorable mention. No, I don't. So the next one is... Oh, and the next one you do. The next one is... Oh, no, I did have most groundbreaking original, honorable mention... Joe versus the volcano. And you had to say that because your wife was holding a gun to your head and you're making this and she's like, mention it. Mention That's it. not true. She was holding a sword. Um, it was made of gold. <laughs> from the future. <laughs> Maybe that's who killed you. No, Robin, no. <laughs> she probably killed me because like there was a point in time tonight where. No, where you're like, you have to. It's the only way. Do it. Do it. <laughs> Do it. <laughs> Our child was slept. I told you this already, but our child was sleeping far too much this evening. And we were like, let's enjoy dinner and drinking port and playing a game. And it's that so false confidence. We let our child sleep for two hours. And then she woke up at 730. And then like I left to go do this podcast. And Robin's like, our daughter's still up. <laughs> this is a lesson that cannot be taught through telling people. There are so many things that I just have not told Kelly. Because I'm like, eh. You'll get there. You'll have these Thanks. experiences. Thanks for setting. You're like a you're you're like a chemistry student. That's a bad lab partner. <laughs> no, but I think this is being a parent is best just done through experience. The books 
are only well i feel dumb through experience no you're doing great and i think you are far more advanced than sarah and i ever were we were a lot more i mean maybe you guys are just as miserable as we were but you guys are doing pretty fantastic we're doing we're doing pretty good like there there were definitely there was times that like second month that we got pretty miserable when she decided that she wanted to like there's all these people that are like my child sleeps for seven hours now after the first three weeks and we're like our child sleeps for an hour if we're lucky. And I, I was just holding up middle fingers to the internet because I just, but you're right. Now we're feeling better. Well, I, w- I will say like when Robin was pregnant, you're like asking me about the schedule that Theo keeps. And mm-hmm. you're like, well, why do you guys do that? I'm like, well, we don't do it. Theo does it. Theo's the one who's keeping the schedule. We're just dealing with it. We try to make him sleep all night, but we're just going to do our best and we'll just see what happens. And you're like, yeah, I think I think Robin and I will just kind of keep her to a schedule. And I'm like, I don't think it works like that. You're like, no, nah, it'll be fine. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, you'll get there. Okay. <laughs> What's our next Oscar? <laughs> That's what I was in. Experience. Experience is the best teacher. Okay, so this is actually a Robin. Speaking of Robin, this is Robin's category that she donated to the list this year. Hottest Bellamy. Ooh, hot Bellamy. Where we take all the Bellamys, mix them up in a hat, and uh, pour them out and decide which one's hottest. That's Ew. not how it works. <clears throat> um, Ryan, can we just name off the list? Yeah, yeah, I don't have the list at hand. Okay. I have the list. So Robin and I went through on a walk where we were trying to get our baby to go to bed. Um, we went through our list, and these are the ones that we came up with for hot Bellamy's. Okay? Huh? Forgetting Sarah Marshall, Aldous Snow, or Kristen Bell. Mm. They both end up being Bellamy's. Right. Right? There's both- like the unexpected Bellamy. Right. Right. Both both hot, though. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, friends with kids. You got Megan Fox. Right. And Kurt. Right. The guy who's not German. Uh, at one point in time, at one point in time, Adam Scott is like, you're German. <laughs> oh, right. That <laughs> yeah. guy. I forgot about that guy. Uh, date night. You got Mark Wahlberg. Does he count? Yeah. Uh, yeah? Yeah. Hot. Bellamy. Was he a Bellamy? Because like, we have to establish that Bellamy has a chance with somebody. I mean, he very much tempts Tina Fey. Like in a real way or just like, ooh, he's hot. In a way that's enough for Steve Carell to freak out, which I think is legitimate. Okay. Um, Love Jones. We have Bill Bellamy. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) We have to to clarify. Bill Bellamy is not the originator. No, No, he's Ralph Bellamy's great grandson. (laughs) Good Um, for him. The cutting edge, you have Hale. Yeah, we looked up a picture of Hale because we were like, okay, Hale's kind of not super hot, but he's actually a hot dude. Oh, Hale, Hale, um, just go with it. You got Brooklyn Decker, who yeah. ends up she she's very Bellamy esque because at the end she's like, it's okay, don't worry about it, which I'll is like pretty <laughs> pretty standard of a Bellamy. Mm-hmm. Um, something's got to give with Lake Bell. Yeah, the best man. You got Nia Long. Wait, 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 Lake Bell. That's not something's got to give. That's it's complicated. Right? Isn't it? It's the other Nancy Myers movie. Yeah. That's It's Complicated. Does, does it make the cut and it's complicated? Did we not do that this year? Or was oh, that the year before? I think that's the year before. Oh, you missed the cut, Lake Bell. Sorry, Sorry. Lake Bell. You're pretty hot. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so something's got to give. What's her name? 
Amanda uh, Peet. Amanda Peet. Okay. Uh, which is a weird Bellamy because it's <laughs> it's the daughter that you were dating. Right. <laughs> I don't think they really consummated what they were going after, though. Oh, they almost consummated. They're very hard attack got in the way. Um, and then the best man, you got Neil Long. Oh. And then Casablanca. Okay, Robin doesn't agree with this, but I think this is the only time the Bellamy wins. Yes. Which is with Victor Laszlo. Yes. But who really wins? Right. Well, that's And that's that's why, because she's still in love with Bogey. So I think Bogey technically isn't a Bellamy. He, he, he needs he like a left. consolation prize for, for him or something. But Victor Laszlo is the, the winningest Bellamy. The winningest Bellamy. Right. Yes. Agreed. Um, so good for Victor Laszlo. So these these were all on our list, but you picked somebody else. Yes, I picked. And there were other Bellamy's. There were other Bellamy's, but they just weren't as hot. I picked Marry Me because Maluma. Have you, have you seen that guy? He's smooth. Yeah. And he's an actual legitimate rival to Owen Wilson. Yeah, you're right. I, I'm not going to deny that he's hot. He's just not my type. Okay, he doesn't have to be your type, but he's definitely J-Lo's type. Sure. Yeah, totally. Yeah, I agree. I, I mean, if we're going for like our personal hottest No, no, Bellamy, no, 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 no. I'm not even saying that. I'm saying- Nia Long, give me a call. Oh, yeah. Okay, so I picked Nia Long. <laughs> Go figure. But no, I'm, I'm saying like, it, it doesn't have to be our type. I'm just saying- like not my type of hot sure so like you know if it was it could still be a dude it's just Mm -hmm. maluma is not my type of hot yeah fair enough yeah our next category which will be read off air and will not be included in the live telecast can we just talk about that for a second (laughs) okay so the oscars this year they decided you know what and this is literally their justification they said you know what we need to cater to our live television audience better. So in order to do that, we're going to streamline the show by cutting several awards categories and then doing them off air. So people in the short films, documentary, live action, animated, animated shorts, including Pixar, Disney employees that are nominated this year. They've been working their tail off for their big bosses at Disney. No, you don't get to be on the Oscars. I don't. I cannot understand their reasoning. You don't include editors. You don't include best original score. You don't include hair and makeup. This is this is the most bizarre turn of events that, like, we've seen some weird stuff at the Oscars. This is ridiculous. I hate it. I hate it for the people who are nominated, who have been working their entire life just to even go to the Oscars. Yeah. Like, do they not get to go to the Oscars no, they anymore? Go. They go, and it'll be presented that day, but it's just not going to be on... It. They say it's going to be edited in, and it's like, yeah, they edit in the technical Oscars too, and yeah. that's a three-hour show that's compressed into 30 seconds. So yeah, they're going to edit it in. And they're like, oh, you won't notice. Like, oh, we'll notice. Uh, yeah, it's it's bad, and they should feel bad. I just, the Academy should feel bad. The thing is, they cut out Best Editor... And so that means they have to have an editor cut the show live. Ah. Oh, what if what if he sabotages it? Or she. Yes. Women can be editors Whoever's too. Whoever's editing should be like, oh, I guess you should have valued us more. Maybe I'll cut to camera B right now. No, no, not her. <laughs> I really hope they do that. I hope they do that. Let's, if, hey, if you're editing the Oscars, 
this year, get at, get at us. Mm-hmm. Like, tell us your plans. Tell us, editor. We'll wait until after the Oscars to reveal. We'll help you sabotage. All right, best dressed. Who's your Oscar winner? I decided to give it to a cast. Oh, okay. The cast of Four Weddings, which was our first mm-hmm. movie of the year yeah. that we did this year. I mean, you can see right on the uh, we we have all the movies. I mean, up in it's kind of us. cheating because it's like Britain in the '90s. People going to fancy weddings, they yeah. got a dress. The, the suits are a little too big, but we don't hate them for that. Oh man! Like the they're wearing top hats and big hats and fun dresses and like I don't know. It's just I if if I could match a bunch of people like this isn't my number one choice but i think it's my most realistic and attainable choice and i would love to go dressed up as that cast yeah and like scarlet drop dead gorgeous good lord <laughs> just and i think and, uh is it rupert no what's his name um who's who's the eccentric guy with the top hat i want to say He's the one who dies um what's his name simon callow yeah, Simon Callow. His all of his outfits and his ascots just so good. Um, I'm going with the birdcage because have you seen Nathan Lane wear anything? <laughs> he wears. It's amazing. Yeah, I mean, he wears a lot of eccentric stuff in that um, movie, but the, he like wears this these red pants where every single time I see him in just like they're probably the least outrageous thing that he wears in that yeah. movie. But when he wears them, I'm like, that's a bold color red. You go, girl. <laughs> But like Albert as as Mama and like oh. wearing that like mm-hmm. Barbara Bush getup, just <laughs> Nathan Lane wears it so well as if Nathan Lane has worn that like like he's got a lot in his closet. That and pants suit just, just picked through them. It's not even a pantsuit. I think it's a full on skirt like skirt yeah, thing. I think so. Amazing. But it, but it has like a jacket. Yeah. yeah. Lovely. All right. Coming up next. Coming at you hot is ooh one of the big awards best couple let's just dive right in yeah because we were just there let's go back to florida the birdcage so there's, there's a- something about gene hackman no not that <laughs> no, no, no 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 i yeah i i think we get a full range of expression from these two which is kind of what makes them both holistically and romantically one of the best couples Mm. where we get them mad at each other. We get one like supporting the other. We get one kind of sabotaging the other's pride. Yeah. And then we get the other one like saying like to the point of saying, Hey, I'm going to die next to you and get buried next to you. Yeah. It is, it is quite a coupling. I don't see it. Robin Williams doesn't pull a like Leonardo DiCaprio and the Titanic kind of heroic stuff. You know, mm. but there's something that's more romantic here in this ho- movie, heroic, right? Yeah, it, I've, I'm more, I'm more swooning at them than I would ever for Jack and Rose. Sorry, Jack and Rose. But yeah, not that they aren't swoon, swoon or swoonworthy, no. but that's just how good Robin Williams and Nathan Lane, their chemistry and everything is together. Do we have any honorable mentions in this category? Because like you said, Jack and Rose, and yeah, totally Jack and Rose. They, they should get a mention. Yeah, because <clears throat> um, they're both mentions. I, I. I, I'm surprised that I would actually make this recommendation, but I will actually put up on the pedestal Moulin Rouge. Yeah. Because the movie just demands that you want this couple to be a couple. And honestly, it pulls a gun to your head and it's like, <laughs> love them. It's a sword. Um, <laughs> it's made of gold. Uh, they, um, Nicole Kidman and uh, Ewan in that film are magnetic together. Like whenever yeah. they're looking at each other across the room yeah. and, and they, 
they both are willing to die for each other. Like when you when you got that going on, yeah, it's a good couple. Yeah. Other honorable mentions, I was going to say Peaceways and Jennifer Grey. Yeah. From Dirty Dancing. That's one of those couples where it's like they can't be a couple the rest of their life. You wouldn't want them to be a couple the rest of their life, but that's the the relationship that they'll remember forever. Yeah, I think it might be their most sensual relationship. Mm-hmm. Um and then like something like Much Ado, like I like Kenneth Branagh and yeah. Emma Thompson, but I couldn't give them best couple because a they're not a couple till the end of, like most of the way through right. Much Ado, but they kind of hate each other most of the time too. Right. <laughs> yeah. Um something's got to give. I really do like Jack and Diane. Yeah. You know, I wouldn't have expected to, but I kind of right. do a lot too, especially when they start Getting along. And I think it's because we see a relationship be transformative for them both personally. Mm, mm-hmm. um, forgetting Sarah Marshall, this is this is like, there's no epicness to this, but the Jason Segel, um, uh, I can't think, I think of her name. Mila Kunis. Mila Kunis. Mila I was going to say Misha Barton for some reason. <laughs> um, You've been watching too much OC. I haven't watched any, but we should. Um, Ooh, I, maybe that's a bonus. You could twist my arm into watching okay, a whole we'll season. We'll talk about that. Yeah. Hey, patrons, get at us. Let us know. California. Um, so forgetting Sarah Marshall, the two of them together, I just think they're really charming together. I I think that's the best setup where it's like, like if they ever did romance novels for men, it would be forgetting Sarah Marshall where it's like you go to a foreign land like Hawaii and you meet a foreign woman like Ooh, but your significance <laughs> still there as well. Oh, oh. <laughs> and the, the, the most brave thing you have to do is go into a bar and steal a picture, <laughs> but it's such a good setup where it's like, yeah, that's the dream. Yeah. And she like cheers him on in the, like, I'm not going to go back on, on Nathan Lane and Robin Williams, but this <laughs> is a pretty good one. couple. I like it. What's the next one? Best kiss. Mm. Oh, <laughs> oh, what's, oh, it's so hot in here all of a sudden. Ryan, turn off the, turn, turn off the Eastern European stuff in the background, <laughs> please. Thank you. So much mustaches. Yeah. Um, so much mustaches. <laughs> oh no, please share. So we should start with your so honorable sorry. mention because I didn't, is, I, are you confused by it? I'm not confused by it. I just, I'm kind of surprised by it. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So, end of the movie. What's the movie? The Cutting Edge. Topic. Topic. Um, at the end of The Cutting Edge, they skate, 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 win, win skating. They win skating at the Olympics. And then they, they, bend, they bend down. On the ice. They bend down, and then they kiss. Mm. <clears throat> Does he? He holds her? He holds her. Kind of tenderly? I don't, it's just, it might be, it's definitely an honorable mention because it's, it's like everything in this movie has been leading up to this moment. Totally. But then in addition, it might be one of the first like truly romantic kisses that I saw growing up because like that was just a VHS that we had. Yeah. Um, so I think that's a pretty good honorable mention. Any other honorables before we lay out the, the two that we honestly we had a hard time picking this one. Cause I was like. None of these kisses I actually really remember, and I think that's what's important about a best kiss is a memorable kiss. Because okay. the kiss that I remember most that's not this year, but last year was uh, Two Weeks Notice, because I watched that so many times with Sarah that she's always like, pay attention, like, kiss me like that. 
And so, she holds a sword to your to your neck. Not the golden sword. <laughs> um, but it's like, be a face holder. Got it. And that's the great thing about the movies is that they taught us how to kiss. They really did. And yeah. that's like I have well that in my bathroom <laughs> mirror. But, but for for as long as I've known Sarah, I've I've known how to kiss her the way that she wants to be kissed, mostly because of Hugh Grant. Mm-hmm. And so, mm-hmm. not this year. None of the movies really. So I really thought of I've got a couple. Like that. I've got a couple. I think Casablanca has a really good kiss. It's when Bogey and her finally like get to that point where they have a desperate kiss. Yeah. Like there's a lot of tension built up behind that kiss. Yeah. And I like that. Uh, in Moulin Rouge, it's, it's like Baz Luhrmann, like throws a camera around a, <laughs> it's oh. just a mad Baz Luhrmann. He has it on a, like a wire. He's like, go, <laughs> they're kissing. <laughs> well, I mean the whole, like, I think the whole elephant like disappears and they're like amidst the stars during their, their epic See, it's like kiss. not even the actual physical kiss. It's like the framing of the, the kiss. Well, the cinema of the kiss yeah. is sometimes really cool yeah. too. And so those two, I really wanted to give, uh, give it up to. Okay. But what's your, what's your winner? Um, my winner, winner chicken dinner is going to be four weddings and a funeral because how could she not notice that it's raining? <laughs> Wait, hold on. Know. So it's it's the best kiss? No, no. Honestly, I think it's just sexy to have Hugh Grant in a wet white He is t-shirt. really sexy. That might be Hugh Grant at his most sexy. It's very sexy. Mm. And it's mostly because of Hugh Grant. Is it like Eastern European sexy or is There's it- no mustaches well, it's here. Western, so no, it's in, it's, it's, in, it's in Britain. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay, for me, it's Night's Tale, um, yeah. which has another sweeping romantic kiss. Like the camera is swirling like a milkshake. It's and it's it's David Bowie. It's amidst the stars. Oh, sure. It's like it, it's it's how I want my 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 epic kisses to feel like. Sure. So if you can capture <laughs> you that say, moment, you're gonna say it's how I want my first kiss to be. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. I've had a couple of those, I guess. Um, great. Let's take a break, and then we're gonna come back to. A very important category. We're back on to part two of the second annual rom-com Oscars. Wasn't that just a great musical interlude? I'm so Mm. glad that all of these performers came out today. And it's nice that they'll all be, well, one of them is going to be bringing home an award on television. (laughs) Unlike some composers in the crowd. (laughs) Is Lin-Manuel Miranda, he picked wisely because he he makes he original song songs not scores i think he does scores too <laughs> they're just like we don't want to see the top of hans zimmer's head anymore we just don't want to <laughs> deal with that <laughs> what i i feel that's somebody else who can sabotage the oscars because <laughs> yes. there's going to be a composer there doing the live music <laughs> this is what i would do never play somebody off stage <laughs> just let them go <laughs> you just see conductor like no i'm doing that like Everybody like the bows are ready and like the the, the timpani's ready to go and it's like sorry mm-hmm. you 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 stay there not doing that. <laughs> the next category mm. is best best friend. Gosh, I wish this was a real Oscar category. I know because only we, Ian McKellen and Patrick, and Patrick Stewart, Stewart would, would win. win every year. Waiting, waiting. <laughs> They're like fifth time in a row. Ian McKellen. <laughs> Waiting for an Oscar. That's our new play. That's a sequel. Um, okay, Ryan, who's the best best friend? The best best friend, for me at least. Definitely not the cop from 
Casablanca. Because at first I was like, well, they they end the movie with what a beautiful friendship. But during the movie, they're they're well, basically wasn't that helpful. Not that great of friends to each other. Best best friend, Waking Ned Divine. Mm. Those two guys, I want to be their best friends. Yeah, I think they were best best friends to each other too. Like commit crime together, check. Um, get drunk together, check. Check, check. What check. else do you need? Get naked swimming together. Naked swimming, naked motorcycling. That's how you know you're a best friend. Naked swimming. Haven't gotten which there you've with never you done yet. that. No, we'll do we'll it. We'll get though. there one day. So for me, I think that's really good. I'm surprised I didn't pick that, but I decided to do much ado about nothing. And the best friend being Denzel Washington to himself. No, he <laughs> is the reason why everybody gets together. Oh, he's everyone's best friend. He's everyone's best friend. Yeah. And he's alone at the end. Yeah. Like he's like, yep, my work here is done. Just best Cupid, really. Just but. like the preacher's wife. Yeah, that's true. That's true. But also like he's he's not only best friends to like his bros, but he's also like him and Emma Thompson at one point in time are like, hey, so could we ever get together? And he's like, they're like, yeah. no, but like we're good friends. And then they're like, nice. And I was like, way to way to be Denzel. Nice. Nice. All right. What's the next one? We have the best chase scene slash rush to the airport. Okay, so I feel like we have to talk about this isn't what I picked, but we have to talk about love actually. Because we have yeah. a fantastic chase scene. Yeah. We have a lot of chase scenes. Well, the chase scene isn't even to the rush port, it's in the it's airport. It's in the airport. The chase doesn't even start until the airport. Mm-hmm. But in addition to the little kid chasing down his American sweetheart, like like Hugh Grant looking through the bad the dodgy end of yeah. the queen's head is like yeah. also kind of a chase scene. It's just a slow one with yeah. Christmas songs. Um, and like going to find Aurelia, you know, Aurelia. it's not a chase per se, but it's a lot of people going to one place. You know, I do kind of like the metaphorism of the chase to the airport because romance so much is about the chase, mm. right? Of the pursuit of someone. Mm-hmm. Um, if, if I could retroactively give one to last year, imagine me and you, that's like in traffic. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. I think we might have given this to Imagine Me and you last year. Maybe we did. Um, Okay, so the movie that I'm thinking of, um, The Graduate. Yeah. There's the scene at the end where he, like, runs to stop the wedding. Yep. I feel like that's a version of this as well. Yeah. Because, like, they're not leaving per se, but they're leaving availability. Well, that's the only reason why you need to hurry. Because the rush to the airport is kind of silly. It is, yeah, it's pretty dumb. Because, but for kids, it makes more sense. Because, like, what's he going to do? He's not going to buy an airplane ticket. I and I think it's about a gesture, mm-hmm. right? Because it's it's less. Yes, you you could find another ticket, show up somewhere, go find them in a hotel, and do that. In fact, I think there was a movie that we watched where they did do that just recently too. What's where are recent films? Wait, it, did what? It's the proposal. Where it's like the race to the airport oh, happens, yeah. but that just that's the proof in the pudding. It's like yeah. it doesn't have to happen there, right? It's it's all about the gesture, though. I was willing to come here to this place to express my love and get hurt, basically. Like I'm making myself vulnerable at the last possible second, so it's dramatic <laughs> too. Yeah. Um, but my choice for best chasing slash rush to the airport is. Oh, we should also talk about Titanic because there's a lot of chases in that movie. Sure. Yeah. Um, Goddamn iceberg chasing him down. <laughs> exactly. 
Did I? I don't see your vote. I'm gonna pick the Titanic. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I I think I, I think there there is the scene where Rose is trying to make her way to Jack and find the axe, and she yeah. like as far as like rushing to to save your love, it doesn't get much har- more harrowing than that. So <laughs> I'm gonna say that. The, you know, watching that, it's like I would do what she also does, but man, she's. She's a lot ballsier than I am. She gets there way quicker than I would have gotten there, you know? Yeah, for sure. Does your tea tea have sparkles in it? It's bad tea. I think something went wrong with that tea. (laughs) I appreciate the gesture, though. Oh, sorry. It's okay. I, I should have found... I should have found different tea. The tea, you guys, had weird sparkles on the like the end of it. If I die during this episode, and it's not by a golden sword, and it's by tea, I don't know what we're doing. Okay. I don't know where we're going to do this, but I'm just going to put this out here. We're going to figure this out. <laughs> okay. Somehow we have to award something, the golden sword. <sighs> I don't know what it'll be. Well, we did we Night's Tale it... this year. No, no. It, it, we'll have to just kind of let it percolate. Put it in your, your brain noggin. Okay. Think it over. Okay. What constitutes a golden sword? Okay. Well, we'll just... yeah, we'll think about it. Okay. <clears throat> Moving on. We are going to best meet cute or meet mess. I've never cute. What is meet mess? So is that something like? So we we talked about this way at the beginning in our very first episode. It's where Hugh Grant accidentally spills a bunch of orange juice on Julia Roberts. So it's both a meet cute and a meet mess. Yeah, right. Um, And I think we have a couple of those this time as well. You've got Um, like eight honorable mentions here. Just go through the list. Okay. So down with love, we've got. Um, his name is not like Badger Grace. That's Topher <laughs> Grace. What is his name? Um, what Topher is Ewan, Badger. Ewan McGregor's name is like Bagger Vance. Nope, not that. No, something like that. Uh, but he pretends to be this like shucks guy inside of a, a dry cleaning place. And they have just such a good meeting <sighs> right away where he's pretending to be an astronaut. Right, right. And like it's a, it's a forced meet cute, but in that way it's extra cute. We got to emphasize to you guys, if you've seen that movie once, you got to see it again. If you haven't seen it, get prepared to watch it twice. It's very good. Yeah. But it's the kind of movie that you need to, you need to rewatch. There's so many innuendos that you like, I think you'll appreciate it on multiple viewings. Yeah. Um, what's, what's another honorable mention we got? There? The next one you got is something's got to give, which you're saying. That's a meat mess. Having a heart attack while doinking her daughter. No, no, no. That's not the meet cute. She, she, oh, she meets having him. Having an erection in the kitchen. <laughs> he doesn't have an erection yet. He hasn't taken his pills. Um, right. He he just has his underwear on, and he's going through her. Hey, fridge. the camera never pans down. And you never know. I think I think somebody. That's. Mm, <laughs> I think somebody pulls a knife, and so it's Francis McDormand pulling yeah. a knife on me. That would make the boner either go away, or depending on how she pulls the knife. Uh, you know, <laughs> we're getting really deep dive looks into your sex life this episode. <laughs> I mean, I'm not, hey, and you're I'm editing, not saying, so you, you keep them in. I'm not saying I'm going to go see the new you're, Macbeth movie by myself for that reason. You're I'm just, just going to go on a late night when, somebody's yum that might <laughs> enjoy a knife being. Pulled I'm on just them. saying I'm going to see the movie when no one else is. Is in this the why we're talking about the Golden Sword so much? No. <laughs> um, okay, what's next? Uh, we got. A Knight's Tale. So 
he sees Heath Ledger sees Shannon Sossman from like a distance and follows her on a horse all the way into a cathedral. And That's he just keeps cool. like, it's, it's just a cool meet cute. Yeah. Yeah. What's the next one? Um, also in a night's tale, when we meet Paul Bettany, he's super nude, and that's pretty awesome. That's awesome. <laughs> it's it's not a romantic. Meeting, it's not though. so romantic as it is kind of unfortunate for him, just <laughs> for his livelihood. Pain, <laughs> lots of pain. Um, Fault in Our Stars. Okay, this was oh. this was a um, a book that we did. If you didn't, if you didn't like, we didn't watch the movie yet. But the way that they meet down in the um, in like the cancer survivors slash dealing with cancer like room at the basement of the church mm-hmm. um, and how, you know, who's, who's the main guy from that movie? I, I Ansel just, Elgort or whatever his from, name is. No, from the book. Hold on. Um, his name is Eustace. Eustace? Nope. Unit? Mm-hmm. Eunice? Unit? Unit? Units? Hey, you're just, are you okay? <laughs> um, Hazel Grace and Gus. Gus, Augustus. Augustus Waters. Eustace, Augustus. This, I was okay, really you close. Were, you were pretty close. Um, but like, he's just so freaking smooth. Yeah. And like, what a place to meet somebody that you end up dating. Yeah. Okay. Right? Hey, spoiler alert for the Fault in Our Stars. This is your warning. Come back. Come in back like, in 30 seconds. Something like that. But him dying is so much more emotionally, dramatically satisfying than Jack dying. Jack in, in the Titanic, I should say, in Titanic. Jack dying just feels kind of like a womp womp. He got so far, but he failed on the final boss, where it's just like, he could have lived. It was a close one. It was... Well, but, he, he didn't quick save. <laughs> exactly. But like Gus just makes, just narratively, just it has to be that way. It just has to be that way. I, I think in addition, though, like... The there's a huge difference between the style of those books, mm-hmm. uh, that book and that movie, where we're with Gus for like over, like over almost six months, yeah, or something like that, yeah. And we really get to know him from him at his most lively mm-hmm. to him at his like most deadest, yeah. And so, like, I mean, we we get like four days with um, Leo, and he lived every day like a lifetime. You know, he kind of did, mm-hmm. even if it was spent playing video games with so, his friends. We'll give him that. Yeah. <laughs> um, or you're talking Enzo, about. So, <laughs> we got to get our N64 on board. <laughs> Fabrizio. <laughs> Fabrizio, sorry. <laughs> I was like, Enzo. Uh, my name is Fabrizio, you asshole. <laughs> you, you racist prick. <laughs> I've been your roommate for four years, man. Hey, you're, a, you're my Italian buddy. <laughs> Hey, spaghetti, come over here. <laughs> Give oh, me a geez. meatball. Uh, um, the Cutting Edge, another meat mess. Mm-hmm. Because they run into each other at the Olympics, and they knock each other down, and they start yelling at Literally each other. Literally run into each other. I yeah. love it. Um, okay, who 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 were the winners here, though? Uh, you tell me. Well, Chicken you wing. had Marry Me. Yes. I think that's... It's almost a miracle that... It kept going. It's kind of a meat mess and a meat cute. Right. They He gets pulled up onto this altar and marries her, and it just keeps going, and I buy it every second. Okay. Okay. Good it. job. Good job. Um, you picked Whisper of the Heart. I did. Whisper <laughs> of the Heart, mainly because it's, it is, it might be the cutest meat cute. Yes. Where a, 
a slightly like a year older boy picks up your writing and like makes a like a, a like and he's cute and he's intimidating, but then he like makes a flippant comment and that makes you riled up and angry at him. Mm-hmm. And that starts the relationship. It's so simple. It's so easy and it's so writerly. And, it's, and I kind of love it. And it's just good teenage romance. It's great teenage romance. Hey, Kissing Booth, pay attention. <laughs> stop. Hey, Kissing Booth and Marry Me, stop caring so much about social media. Get over it. Hey, get, get over it. Books. Get over uh, it. Get <laughs> Listen over up. It. All right. All right, what's next? Next one, we've got Best Cinematography. Oh, geez. I have a whiplash. <laughs> but not whiplash is the winner. No. Good cinematography in that one, though. Your honorable mention was the one I almost picked. Oh, really? Yes, it was Much Ado About Nothing. Amazing camera work. Beautiful. Amazing. Amazing. What, like, even even like the lens choices in that, where there's, they're like, mm, let's make this a little bit mm, uh, fuzzy, just because it's like dreamy mm. out here. Uh, the lighting, they, they get the greens. It's that, that perfect like film look where it's like the sky is blue. The hills are green. People's skin looks like people's skin. Yeah. It's just mm. really reminds me of that Eastern European erotica that I really like. <laughs> exactly. That's, uh, that's what it made me think of. My too. winner is along the same lines is practical magic. And it, it's just beautiful. Yeah. Like the movie's kind of a dud for me, but I just can't tear my eyes away from it. It's really pretty looking. It's so gorgeous. And so are the people in it. Yeah. Um, I picked, do, do, do. Joe versus the volcano. Mm-hmm. I think the thought process that went into how they were going to shoot this movie to lend itself to all of the references it's making about itself in the story is astounding. Mm-hmm. The amount of like the amount of different lighting schemes that they have in that movie kind of tracks with Joe's mood. And just to be able to pull off everything that they did on the sound stages for all the boat stuff and when he's on the luggage so and, and the moon comes out, I think that moon <clears throat> shot might be one of my, like, it, it's in my top 10 favorite shots in cinema. Yeah, yeah. just amazing. All right. Number 700th. You know, they, they, they tried to defend themselves by saying, oh, the Grammys have 60 categories. They don't show them on the live telecast. And it's like, you don't have 60 categories. No one wants to know best engineering for a classical album. We don't care about that. <laughs> what is the, what is, what was the count? What is the count of like the Oscars? I think it's like 14 or 15. No, it's more than that. It's like, I, I'm going to say it's 25. Uh, I'm going to say many Oscars categories are there 17 i'm gonna say 17 17 17 i'm gonna say 25 okay what is it what is it what is it Ooh, britannica no <laughs> uh, oscars 24 damn because you're 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 forgetting like short documentary regular documentary i know but i'm thinking about oh it's animated been, short <clears throat> it's been nominated the most amount of times like it never goes over 12 and so it's like well that leaves best documentary, best foreign film, short. I guess I undercounted. <laughs> three. There's three shorts categories, um, and, and and like like okay, song. Oh right. Score. Yeah. Did Return of the sound, King get went? Did Return ed- of the King get? Best there's two song? sound categories. Oh sure. Mixing and editing. Yeah, but I feel like Return of the King got all of those. Return of the King got thirteen. Yeah, I think. Yeah. Did it get best song for uh, any Lennox? 
Let's listen to that. What can you see on the horizon? It's so good. It's so good. <laughs> it makes me cry every time. How did we bring up? I think that's twice now that we have a Lord of the Rings reference. Let's see if we can go for three. Yeah. Um, best writing, the dumbest category, <laughs> the most useless category. Yeah. Who needs it? Who needs a screenplay? Apparently nobody I give one to. <laughs> All right. This is where I concede your point a little bit and I wo- reward Palm Springs. Yeah. Because yeah. I'm not saying it's the most original. I'm saying it's the best. It's the best story. It's, it's, it's almost, you could say it, it is an improvement of Groundhog Day, depending on how you look at it. Good banter in this one, too. Yeah. Like, we didn't mention it before, but, like, the back and forth between our characters, in addition to how they wrap up the characters through these crazy scenarios. So much good narrative. Like, they even bring J.K. Simmons around, and J.K. Yeah. Simmons has done horrible things. So good. <laughs> um, so, for me, I did Casablanca. Casablanca. Um, and just, it is a classic, I think so many romantic films crib from it because it's got, it's unendingly quotable. <laughs> Sarah's parents came up to me the other day. They're like, you know what movie we watched? Casablanca. I'm like, yeah. Did you like it? Like, it's pretty good. Like, Wait, have they never seen it before? Yeah. I, I think they've <laughs> haven't seen it in like decades. They're like, you know, it's good. I'm like, I, I know. <laughs> yeah. It's one of the best movies. <laughs> But luckily, I like brushed up on it this year. So mm-hmm. I was like, you know, the part where Ingrid Bergman comes into Casablanca. <laughs> you know, the so part where amazing. Humphrey Bogart is in his bar. And he's like smoking a cigarette. <laughs> amazing. You know, when Humphrey Bogart drinks 30 drinks in one night. <laughs> it was awesome. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, it's just one of the best. All right. Speaking of best, who are the best parents? The winner, winner, chicken liver. Again, best couple and best parents this is the only time we're going to have this. This happen. movie is sweeping the Oscars. It's the Birdcage. Birdcage. Um, let's hold on. Other honorable mentions. Um, I, I, I think Christopher Plummer was a really good dad in Beginners. Yeah, and Diane Keaton to Amanda Pete and Something's Got to Give. There's a lot of motherly advice and care that doesn't have anything to do with anything in that movie. I think maybe best daughter because she's the one who's like, go ahead, mom. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Pretty gracious. Um, what about My Big Fat Greek Wedding? Maybe not the best parents, but very entertaining parents. Why do you want to leave me? I'm not leaving you. Don't you want me to do something with my life? Oh, Yes. Get married, make babies. It's amazing. They're yeah. the best. And it's like <clears throat> Robin Williams has to deal with a lot in that movie. Yes. And he really puts up with it. He so puts up Nathan with Lane. a lot. Ugh. Ugh. And he's not even that gracious towards his son 100% of the time. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't mean he's bad. Right. I think worst parents, because that's not a category, but Muriel's Wedding they are terrible, Muriel. Terrible. I'm. You know what? I'm sad that Muriel isn't getting a lot of awards here. We'll just give her her own honorable mention. Good for we you, did. Muriel. Yeah, we're gonna talk about. We you mentioned right now. you. Okay, who's next? Most charming. Oh, oh dear. So you're you got a um, in purple. I like this purple text. Augustus from uh, from Fault in Our Stars. He's unendingly charming. Yeah, and I. I believe it. Like, I can believe this kid can be this charming. Yeah, and I think that's 
because we're seeing him from Hazel's perspective mm-hmm. a lot of the time, but he's he's like he's kind of like the Gilmore Girls, where I believe that they know this many references, but there probably aren't people that are this fast at it in real life. Yeah, yeah. Mine, Joe versus the volcano. When he is like liberated and going on this mission, and he takes which is the first Meg Ryan, Didi, Didi. Yeah, he's just like so passionate the verve and she's like wow wow you're intense you're intense <laughs> and he's just he's being hanks at his hanksiest yeah you're right and i think you can never i i don't it's it's hard for me to think of a time where hanks isn't charming right yeah. even when hanks is like a glum like goner in the beginning of the movie where he hates everything he's still charming yeah that mullet's not charming, though. No. May you live to be a thousand years old, sir. Thanks. Same to you. Um, well, I went with... Okay. So, I think I'm going to change this. Oh, okay. Yeah. Because... Don't even mention it. Yeah, I won't. Um, okay. I think I'm actually going to go with Hugh. Our tried and true Mr. Hugh in Four Weddings. Yeah. Because... He somehow navigates all the pitfalls of that movie and still gets the girl where at one point in time, he's sitting at a table filled with his exes and (laughs) this is something that would happen to you. I want to watch that for sure. It would definitely, it has many times. (laughs) Um, gosh, something like that has happened. I'll tell that off air. Um, (laughs) the, the fact that he can go through all that he goes through and like he, he even breaks up with somebody at a wedding and it still ends up like to everybody watching. It's still like, oh, no, he did the right thing because mm-hmm. of how she reacted and kind of like the grace he tried to handle it with. Yeah. That it's like, you know what? I think you're super charming, my friend. <laughs> my, my other one was my honorable mention has to be also um, Denzel from... Uh, much ado. Yeah, just because he is super charming, super charming. But I want to say as well a different kind of charming. Aldous Snow. Yeah, from forgetting Sarah Marshall <laughs> because seemingly he can charm the pants off of whoever, and that's kind of why our main character can't hate him, right? Because right. he's just unendingly charming. Yeah, can't go wrong. Man, we have only got a couple left. Well, five or six. But <laughs> feels like two. Now you know how the Academy governor feels like, ah, I got 10 more to go. Ah. We're literally throwing the biggest party in town. Ah, shit. Ah. We better end this early. <laughs> All right. So we're on to most, <laughs> most supporting actress. Not the best supporting most actress. Supportive. Most, most supportive. Most supportive. And, you know, in a rom-com, the actress who is best supporting actress is most supportive because she's got to be the best friend. Who has to be bouncing off ideas off of? Mm, yeah, and she she carries a lot of weight in this genre in particular. Yeah. So who who is your most supportive actress? So I actually went with um, all of the women, but actually, you know, what? I'm just going to give it to the the wife, fin, Finola, Finula, Fianola Flanagan, Fianola Flanagan, and. Uh, waking Ned Divine. And Waking Ned Divine. Waking Ned Divine. Um, just <clears throat> she is most supportive. She is. She doesn't want to be, but she can't help but be supportive of her goofy husband and her his goofy friend. See, in- <laughs> I think with our wives, 
that if this happened and we got into a scheme like this, they would just take over and be like, you're done. We're doing this, but you're both done. Like, you're going to ruin this. You're done. Come now. And we're like, oh, well, let's just go make fruity soaps. (laughs) I, I do think... I do think she's a great actress, though, and it, she feels like just such a real person to me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm going. <laughs> Yours just says a blunt. <laughs> I'm going with E. Blunt, Emily Blunt, because it's Emily Blunt and Devil Wears Prada, because she is kind of an antagonist. She's kind of a protagonist. She's kind of, she's not quite Paris Geller, but there's something always like frenemy about her. Yeah, she's definitely more enemy than friend. Right. Like, I think she's like a, a 75% enemy. Right. But I mean, it's best. But she needs her. Yeah. Like, yeah. like the, the movie really needs her in this movie. Oh, yeah. I was I was saying that. I mean, um, Anne she Hathaway needs, needs she her needs too. It. Well, no, I'm, I'm saying she needs Anne Hathaway so that Anne Hathaway can exist while she goes to Paris. Right. 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 So, but yeah, she definitely feels. She's kind of a cartoon, but in a believable way. Yeah. Any other actress would probably play this too clownishly. Yeah. But she she definitely keeps her her evilness tapped down a yeah. little bit. Because I think especially if she was evil, we wouldn't like in, in more of a dramatic way, we wouldn't believe it next to Meryl's like right. archedness. Just perfect Yale drama school Meryl. Yeah. Think, Did she go to Yale? I think so. I mean, Paris went to Yale. Rory went to Yale. I can't see why Meryl Streep can't Where go to Yale. did Meryl Streep go to college? Um, <laughs> Yale University. <laughs> Wait, hold on. Hold on. She went to Yale University, Dartmouth College, Bernard's High School, Vassar College, and David Geffen School of Drama. Wow. Busy. How many... <laughs> how, how many colleges can you go to in on, a lifetime? Who's best supporting actor? <laughs> Best supporting actor. Oh, you have um, you have two, or you just changed. You have three. What? Yeah, I had a hard time deciding. <laughs> yes. Okay. Well, I'm going with Down with Love, and I think this is a little unfair because I'm saying D- David Hyde Pierce. Yeah, I knew you would. It's a good one. But I think I'm bringing in a lot of Frasier into there because he is extremely similar to Niles. Mm, mm-hmm. But nonetheless. He's amazing. He's just amazing in this movie. He is amazing. Uh, okay, I know who I'm going with. Okay. Hold on. David Hyde Pierce, I just have to say, I, I really hope that he gets some kind of Lifetime Achievement Award yeah. at some point, because I think he's been underrated. Totally. I'm going with Paul Bettany. Oh. I think Paul Bettany is also a very underrated actor. Mm-hmm. Um, he's the vision now. So a lot of pe- more people know him, but he, it, he plays off really good quiet parts like, uh, master and commander of the far side of the world. Mm-hmm. Um, he fights vampires in a bad action movie at one point in time, but he's, he's really good. Dryden Voss and solo a star Wars story. Yes, exactly. Which you're not super big fan of him as a villain, but I like him. Yeah. Um, the, the speech that he pulls off, like whenever he's introducing William, is amazing. Like I want it to play. I, I might change that to my like to my alarm clock. <laughs> just I was, to get I me out of to say to your funeral dirge. It's just. <laughs> <laughs> but please, please, I pray you, hear it now. 
for I would lay rest the grace in my tongue and speak plain. Days like these are far too rare to cheapen with heavy-handed words. And so, I'm afraid without any ado whatsoever, excuse me, my lord, here he is, one of your own, born a stone's throw from this very stadium, and here before you now, the son of John Thatcher, Sir William Thatcher! I can't even think, I'm so fucking tired right now, <laughs> and I, I have glitter in my mouth. But anyway, Paul Bettany is a mensch. I love you, Paul Bettany. Who's next? We're going to go... Straight uh, over to Best Actor. Best Actor. Sorry, <laughs> ladies. <laughs> We're going to go... I'm going to go with Mr. Bill Murray. Bill Murray! This is the movie that I think we can all agree where we started to take him seriously as a person, as a human being, because like... Not just an actor. He's just kind of an ass in most movies before this. Like yeah. Ghostbusters, he's just kind of like always dawdling and making jokes at people's Scrooged, he's... It's just hard to watch Scrooge, mainly yeah. because of how crazy Bill Murray is. Yeah, and you know, Stripes, Meatballs, all those, all those movies, whatever. But then Groundhog Day makes us take him seriously as a person, and then that takes us into the Wes Anderson oeuvre. And yeah, just I think he really parts after that. He settles down into himself in a way that, like, I, I don't know, like it's not that his crazy roles are unpalatable, but he becomes so much more palatable. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> Bill Murray. Bill Murray. All right. I'm going to go with the late, the great, the Patrick Swayze. Oh, wow. Um, might be the sexiest yeah. um, that we have on this list. He definitely is the best dancer that we have. He uh, he absolutely kills it in that film. I 100% believe that Patrick Swayze is his character from Dirty Dancing. And I don't think that he's an actor who's acted in other movies. That's no. a different person. No. Yeah. You, Pat, Patrick Swayze is the dancer. He's just hanging up, hanging out in the cat's And skills. the amount of vulnerability that he shows when he's like trying to tell Jennifer Grey like that it sucks sleeping with old ladies just to get by. <laughs> so I got the Dirty Dancing Blu-ray <clears throat> and I watched Dirty Dancing for the first time this year. Blew Did my mind. Did you have the time of your life? I had the time of my life. Blew my mind. I've... I've been sitting on my Blu-ray copy of Dirty Dancing because I'm saving it for like a special occasion. Uh -huh. And it's like when Richard Attenborough breaks open the champagne in Jurassic Park and he's like, we were saving that. Mm -hmm. I'm in the exact same situation. I just need to like break open the bottle of champagne, just watch Dirty Dancing because I'm really saving it. It's like, no, it's got to be a perfect night where right. it's like I have a lot of energy and there's no distractions. And it's like, no, I just got to jump in. Have you seen what's the... Um What's the movie Sideways? Um, mm -hmm. Have you seen Sideways? No. He has the same thing where he's saving a bottle of wine, and um, it's it's supposed to be like for the perfect meal, and he just ends up like cracking it open and eating it with a cheeseburger, <laughs> um, which is what you should do. You should have like the next night that you're just alone with your thoughts mm -hmm. and a steak. Mm -hmm. You should watch Dirty Dancing. Yeah. Um, hold on, Dirty Dancing, Dirty Dancing, Dirty Dancing. Um, so, uh, Kenny Ortega. Kenny Ortega, thank you. Is directing a, a project called Dirty Dancing. I don't understand what, what it is or what they're going to do with it or why bother. 
So I, I agree with all of your sentiments, but I just want to read you the, um, the IMDB synopsis for it. Okay. <clears throat> Madge flies to Peru for a vacation and meets an alpaca farmer, Jorge. <laughs> <laughs> just wait for it. While their <laughs> while their romance blossoms and the temperature soars in south in the South American heat, so too does their love for the t- for the dance. Now they'll have, comma, the time of their lives. Fuck, what is what? Like it sounds like somebody's written like a fanfic. It sounds sequel. like the writer of the Kissing Booth heard about Dirty Dancing, didn't even watch it. It's Gosh, like you know what? Shots, a lot of shots fired at the Kissing Booth this episode. Sorry, I think it sucks. <laughs> okay, um, so next we have best actresses, multiple because we each give them an award. Yeah, that's the nice thing. We get to make up whatever rules Ryan, we want. You have. You have one that I, I think I think I'm gonna love. Takes the cake, Emma Thompson. Emma Thompson's so good. She's so amazing. She might be my favorite actress. And I was thinking, I was like, oh, maybe Kate Beckinsale as hero. No, no. she's not given enough to do. No, she's Emma Thompson pretty. is a goddess. Mm-hmm. Yes. and Kate Beckinsale can act. She just doesn't get a lot to do in this movie. Yes, very much so. Um, I did Meg Ryan yeah. for her three, her, her triptych yeah. in Joe versus a volcano. A perfect trifecta, if you will. We've talked a lot about Meg Ryan in that movie, but she just plays three completely different roles. She has three different looks, three different personalities, three different allergies. I don't know if you caught oh. it in that movie, but that's, there's God, a lot of subtext. Movie has layers. No, uh, but yeah, she's great. She's amazing. What other questions are there? What other questions are there? Really? If you, you want to understand the universe, embrace the universe. The, the door to the universe is you. Me? You? Me? You are really intense. Am I? Let's move on to the next category. So I'm going to th- spring this on you. Oh, no. <laughs> a, a surprise. A surprise category. category? Okay. And... I want to award a movie, not even a movie. I want to award maybe a movie, maybe a person. Okay. Um, maybe a thing in a movie. Most gentlemen. I'm going to call it the Golden Sword Award. She. A blessing from the Lord. God be praised. The Golden Sword. Oh, no, we don't even know what it means yet. <laughs> I know, and I think it's our opportunity to say, you know what? What means Golden Sword? What, it's just, it's, we, it, gets, it gets to be whatever we want sure. During, the, sure during the week. And we're just saying, hey, this thing probably didn't get mentioned, and it really needs to get recognition. I'm giving it the Golden Sword this week. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. It's basically the Lifetime Achievement Award, but for the year. Yeah. Um, so. Do you have one in mind? I feel like you have one in mind here. I think we just talked about it a little, but I really need to immortalize this. But the final dance sequence and Dirty Dancing. Mm-hmm. We went on. Ooh, giving about it to it a sequence. Episode. I like that. It's just some of the best cinema ever. And I'm going to repeat myself. I'm going to throw that music on. 
The sequence is just incredible. Patrick Swayze is dancing his pants off. That would have changed things if if his pants literally came off. Mm. But Jennifer Grey, Mm -hmm. but the choreography, them just all dancing together. It's the most joyous cinema has ever been for me. I can't say enough. It deserves the Golden Sword Award. Okay, that was beautiful. And I, 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 I put my stamp of approval on this award category. I'm so glad that they're actually presenting this one at the Oscars this year. Mm-hmm. Um, they melted it down, just as you requested. They, they, they're like, oh, they're like, all right, I'm going to take this, um, this editor's Oscar and this hair <laughs> makeup Oscar. They ain't going to need it. <laughs> I'm just going to melt all these down. Um, I actually... Not just because there's swords involved, but I'm going to give it to, I'm going to give it to William in A Knight's Tale. Mm, Because there's lots of Williams this year. So the reason being is because he is, like, if if you're talking about, like, a movie that just feels kind of prototypical, where it's like, you know, man on quest, Mm -hmm. man going from rags to riches, like seeking a princess, whatever, what have you. But Heath Ledger's performance in that movie, coupled with the writing, just screams hero. Yeah. Not not hero from Much Ado, <laughs> but it screams... I think like, hero would scream for this hero. <laughs> it screams romantic hero. Yeah. And I think his character in this movie is just one that we don't see done seriously these days. And I really do think that even though this movie has a lot of comedy in it, they really took his character seriously. Yeah. And I think I think he deserves the golden sword. Yeah. And I want him to it's brandish it in battle. a very appropriate person to yeah, win yeah. the golden sword. Whew. All right. Well, we only have two left after probably what it will be the... That was the most important one. Yeah. Right there. Yeah. But. So next is best picture. And we'll just say... The, the last you two voted categories. for Sploosh. Sorry, Splash. <laughs> the the last two categories are Best Picture and Best Rom-Com, because after all, we're the rom-com gents. We're not the picture gents. No. <laughs> That's our other podcast. <laughs> That's what they say in 1920 when you got to take a picture. We are the picture hey, gents. Hey, picture gents. Oh, smile. For 20 minutes. <laughs> Keep uh, going. So my Best Picture, man, this is one of my like runaway hits, is Groundhog Day. Yeah, you really voted all over the place. I mean, it, honestly, it it might be the best picture of yeah. all of these. I mean, it's great. Sorry, Casablanca, but that's such an obvious I mean, choice, right? Right. So, are you just not voting for it because I think it's just kind of like been there, done that? <laughs> you know, <laughs> no, it started it. <laughs> but you're right. I, Groundhog Day is innovative. It's got a great performance. It's surprising. Like you can go back to it time and time again. You wouldn't expect it to hit the nuances that hit. It's it's almost it's almost like more a favorite for me than a best. Yeah. In that way. Because I, I love watching that movie. I've seen it so many times. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Okay. A good choice. Yeah. Um what did I pick? Splash. No. <laughs> Sploosh. Um I went for Joe versus the volcano. 
a, um, a wise choice. I I don't necessarily think this is a political Oscar for me. Mm-hmm. I I think, but there is a little bit where I think this movie is not only vastly underrated. I think it is it somehow got purposefully shoved like behind all the other movies of the year so that it almost was forgotten. Well, I mean, to be fair, the movie is really weird. It is really weird, but I, I, I think that if you would have released it a little bit later, like I think it was ahead of its time. Yeah. So much so that like, if you had the people trained to watch movies the way we're kind of trained to watch movies, like looking for Easter eggs and references and stuff these days, I think it would have been like much more highly received. I think if they released it in 1995, it would have been really interesting because it would have been post Pulp Fiction where you have this very cool movie audience where Mm -hmm. they're like, ah, Tom Hanks movie. And someone's like, no, no, no. I saw it. Paris. This movie's balls, you guys. Yeah. You have to check it out. Like it's so weird. It feels like something that like even even people who are like wicked into cinema haven't even thought to watch Joe versus the volcano because nobody's come up and told them like it's seriously awesome. Yeah. I want to shout out <clears throat> I noticed this a few months ago that the Art House Cinema, the Central Cinema in Knoxville, Tennessee, I want to shout you guys out. Thank you for playing this movie in your theater for your audiences there as part of your retrospective series. Way to go. Like you That's nev- awesome. You never see that. Like mm-hmm. you never see the Hollywood in Portland playing Joe versus the volcano. Yeah. But I really think like what I would love to do is take that movie, bring it to one of these theaters. Cause you know, like every once in a while you'll have like a, a movie at the Clinton or the, the yeah. cinema 21 or the Hollywood where somebody will come up and be like, Hey, I'm going to do a talk about this movie before we watch it. Mm-hmm. I want to become this movie's advocate. And it's all because my wife showed it to me. So yeah. thanks. thanks. I think babe. the rom-com gents should present movies around town. Oh, yeah, that would be nice. cool. Yeah. yeah. All right. On to the great one, the best one, the most important one. We are doing the best rom-com. Wow. I think this is the only time where most formulaic corresponds with best rom-com for you. Yeah, because for me, when I think best rom-com, I'm thinking I'm with a pack of people and they're all, we're all like, I'm like, hey, what do I watch? Action, sci-fi, Western, rom-com. And everyone's like, Rom-com, rom-com. There's wine, there's chocolate. We just want to have a nice time. Best rom-com is the one that hits the notes and hits them hard. Just Mm -hmm. like gets it really romantic, but not so romantic that it's like an Ethan Hawke movie. Right. It's funny, but Uh not so funny that I can't take it seriously. I take it seriously. And that movie is The Proposal. Hmm. Uh, I don't think you need to say anything else about it. You kind of laid everything on the line in most formulaic. It's, I think you're not looking for surprises and you want to feel safe. Yep. Okay. And you did it. You did it. But more than safe, because too safe is boring. What's, what's a movie on our list that's too safe? Um, like... <clears throat> just like heaven? Just like heaven. Mm. Too safe. Too safe. I mean, maybe not too safe. It's just a little stale. It doesn't hit the notes as as well. So I, but yeah, something like the something like that just doesn't feel as fresh. 
trash. You know? Yeah, I gotcha. Yeah. I gotcha. Okay. Very yeah. good. Very good pick. Yeah. And lastly, but not leastly, I went with one that escaped getting any other Oscars <clears throat> this year. Would never happen in the real Oscars. <laughs> Blast from the past. Yes. Now, I think for a lot of similar reasons, it hits all those notes that we love so much. But I think that the concept is so novel mm-hmm. and its characters just so wackadoo extreme. And I almost, we should have mentioned him in Most Charming, but Brendan Fraser might be the most charming. So good. He's, oh, he's so charming. So charming. Um, and so, yeah, I think it's the best rom-com of this list, even better than The Proposal. I'll go back and watch it time and time again. Mm-hmm. I love it. I love him. I love you. That's love our you show. Uh, thanks for listening. Check out our Patreon, www.patreon.com slash romcom gents. We've actually got a letter this week. Where we've got a letter. Hey, Flo. Huh? Mail come. Got mail for you. Oh, Pete, you've got mail. You sent me a letter. You've got mail. It's from patron... Darcy Juarez. Ah, ah, ah. Well, we should have read this in the Bellamy section, but Darcy said, at one point, you guys were trying to come up with examples of female Bellamy's, which we've had in this, uh, in this very episode. Mm -hmm. Um, We didn't, we don't really make mention of them as much as we should in the actual podcast. We'll we'll keep more of an eagle eye out for them. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know. Oh, she spells Bellamy's a couple different ways because she doesn't know if it's a Y-S or an I-E-S. Sure. Fair. I've had that that same conundrum. Um, I A really good one, I think, is Nancy from Enchanted. Anyway, still enjoying the pod. <laughs> really enjoying the pod. I have to emphasize that. Thank you. Oh, thank you, Darcy. Thank you. You're amazing. Have you seen Enchanted? So I haven't. Robin and I were talking about it the other day. Uh, it's been recommended to me by so many people. I think Nancy is the Adina Menzel mm. person. Let me double check. She's just that. singing the high notes. Let me double check. I want to know for sure. Because you got your Amy Adams, right? Right. Is Mark Ruffalo in that one? No, it's um, the guy from Grey's Anatomy. McDreamy? Um, McSweeney? <laughs> yes. Yes. Adina Menzel plays Nancy. Would, would you concur, having been somebody who's seen this yeah, movie? Yeah, things go... I can't remember the specifically how it goes, mm-hmm. but it does have a very like interesting happy ending for her, and it goes in directions where it's like very creative. Okay. It's Disney, Disney in their... I'd say it's like second best to Tangled, but like right there. You mean <laughs> second best to Tangled? You mean of all Disney movies of all time? No, like Tangled is one of those movies that it's like kind of a girly movie but yet is not and it's like actually really enjoyable just holistically not in that rom-com sphere but somehow also lives in the rom-com sphere as well oh oh i see you're saying it crosses the parent teacher association borders (laughs) right okay (coughs) (coughs) you okay yeah you need some tea i've got some some (coughs) glitter tea your glitter tea but yeah no it's it's solid i can't wait to get to it okay yeah yeah. i can't wait to see it it for the first time ever yeah well, um, I think that brings us to whatever we're watching next week then. Oh. Because we, we kind of took a... I mean, we have Gilmore Girls Season 3 coming out on right. our Patreon this week. But. So, Gilmore Girls Season 3 is out on the Patreon. You can try and vote in the poll. You're probably not going to break up the logjam. Next month is Adventure Rom-Coms. But first, we're going to be doing... 
I want you back with Charlie Day and not Adina Menzel. That's that's going to come out this person. week. That's next. The one Is after it, no, this I, one. No, I mean it's it's coming out now. Um, like it's, it's out. out. It's out on Amazon Prime. Amazon Prime. Get your Prime Video. Okay. Uh, we're going to check that out, and then it's Adventure Rom Com Month. You guys all voted for it. Yep, and we are will be watching three in a row. Romancing the Stone, Mr. and Mrs. Smith, and True Lies. Can't wait. And it's going to culminate in Sandy B's new movie with Channing T, The Lost City of D. Wow. there's no D in That was it. amazing. Ryan, you win best poem <laughs> for, for today's Oscars. That's really sad. <laughs> well, like you said earlier, and like you'll probably say time and time again, I love Eastern European eroticism. Mm. Kelly? On this, our second anniversary of doing this podcast, you know what I want to tell you? I love us. Oh, well, that's sweet <laughs> compared to what I said there. Well, you know, you, know you, you always need the erotica, too. You need some salt with your sweet. Yeah. Yeah. And we always need that. <clears throat> and this is where we will say goodbye. Ryan and Kelly must bid you adieu Thank you for listening to our review Rate and subscribe, we'll even take a bribe So see you next week on the Gentleman's Guide To rom-coms <laughs>